Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called freight train Freddy. Hi everyone. Welcome to He Sorry about that. A little technical problem there. It's all taken care of now. <laughs> How you doing? This is uh Paul Morris, your host on uh, Getting on Top on Blog Talk Radio. And uh that little ditty was Freight Train Freddy from the uh children's rhyming story called Freight Train Freddy that I wrote a couple of years ago. And the person who sang and wrote that song is the illustrator of the book, Peter Tazone, very talented uh, gentleman. And uh, <clears throat> if someone would like to find out more about the uh, book, see some of the beautiful pictures that Peter drew, and also have access to his website through uh, additional links. Uh, you and uh, you could also buy the book there, uh, the e version for two ninety nine for the Kindle, or the iPad. And the iPad has the total song as well uh, for the uh, two ninety nine. You could also buy the soft cover version of uh, Freight Train Freddy makes a great kiss- Christmas gift. For children of all ages who love uh, trains, um, it's about a uh, 19th century freight engine as he does his daily run through the uh, Old West, um, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, we here we broadcast in the Southern Hudson Valley of uh, New York City, New York State, which is a northern suburb of New York City, and we here typically Wednesdays. We're here today on a Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be changing the date uh, soon. I'm going to be broadcasting more on Tuesdays. And uh, you can call in if you have a question or comment. A topic today is what is emotional trauma and how does it affect our lives? Emotional trauma, the emotional trauma we endure, usually in childhood, is a crucial factor for sending the course of our lives. I've done a number of shows relating to this topic, uh, but I want to come at it again. It's very important, and again, it is something that is very significant in the way we we conduct our lives. On the show today, I will discuss the nature and meaning of emotional trauma. This is an all-too-common occurrence in the lives of just about everybody. Believe it or not, everyone has it, and leaves an indelible mark on us and more often than not, is a major factor in determining how successful, excuse me, <coughs> we are in negotiating uh, ourselves through our lives' journey. And um, I, I am an emotional healing practitioner, and developed the emotional control method for healing emotional trauma. Also, I specialize 
in healing depression as well. And if someone would like to check out my website, you can go to depressivedanonymous.org. That's depressives, anonymous, as in alcoholics, anonymous, depressivesanonymous.org. And uh, find out more about uh, how, in fact, emotional trauma relates directly, in fact, causes the cause, the primary cause of uh, depression, true depression, and uh, how it how it how that works. So, <clears throat> yeah, emotional trauma is involved with just about every aspect of our life. Sometimes it actually uh, can help us. So let me let me get into it. Uh, I'll tell you how it can help us as well. Uh, so, what is emotional trauma? <clears throat> emotional trauma is defined as a, a very profound event that occurs. That leaves um, that leaves a trail, so to speak. In other words, it's something that stays with us uh, in our lives until and unless we do it, have a healing method like my method. There are other methods uh, to uh, heal emotional trauma. The Sedona method is one. Um, uh, EMDR is another, and there's a uh, brain spotting, which is an offshoot of EMDR. And actually, you can you can uh, you can cure emotional trauma just by meditating and and focusing on the trauma, emotional trauma you want to heal, and it does go away. I've I've tried it. I've done it myself. And everything I tell you, I've done myself and seen uh, and worked on many many people and seen the effects uh, and and the change in them. So I'm not talking just theoretically here, although there are some theoretical aspects. But basically, fundamentally, this is from uh, firsthand experience, again, with myself and other people. I do not do things for other people. I do not experience myself, all right? I, I talk the talk, but I also walk the walk. I do it. I believe in it. I'm, you know, uh, a success story, if you will. I've gotten myself through a lot of trauma, tremendous amount of trauma, by working on myself. So I understand how 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 it feels and what it's about. And uh, so let's get into it. So what is emotional trauma? Again, it's 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 saying it's it's a trauma that leaves a very deep impression and mark on our emotions. Um, when when uh, when our uh, people in a, our military come home with PS, P, PTSD, post-traumatic uh, distress order, that's emotional trauma. It's a very powerful one, of course, and um, you know that one happens uh, obviously later in life, but uh, it's very powerful when the uh, when the um, World Trade Center came down and affected people very, very dramatically. Uh, obviously, the ones that survived that were there, and I know at least a couple of people like that had basically nervous breakdowns just from being involved. It, it, so it could be very devastating. It could change one's life to the extent that you stop functioning. And I could tell you exactly why that happens. I'm going to get into that. 
for the most part, it has an effect on us, but usually we're still functioning. Depending on how what the effect is, will determine uh, how well we function afterwards. This, I mean, there's a lot here. Obviously, there's at least one one book here, uh, but uh, something that's in the future. Anyway, so what is it that people normally have? You know, uh, that's that people normally experience. Well, it could be something strictly emotional, or it could be something physical that creates an emotional uh, uh, mark. For instance, if someone's in a serious accident, a child, you know, a child has an accident riding their bike, maybe in a car with an adult, or in a swimming accident, or God forbid, anything like that, almost, uh, you know, being caught in a fire or you know, home invasion or whatever, uh, you know, it, it something where something physically happens or, you know, hurts them personally, you know, if somebody hurts them, uh, they have a, a you know, a, a physical problem because of it, that also leaves an emotional mark. I remember when I was a, a, a young, a teenager, a young teenager, in high school in Flushing, uh, somebody uh, got run over by a car or something. There was so much blood in the street, uh, I thought I, I, I would keel over by seeing it. It was running down the street like like rainwater, and I couldn't believe what I saw, obviously. It was a long time ago. I'm in my 70s now, but it, it's indelibly marked on my brain, and it just it just shook me up tremendously. Um uh, and and it could be strictly emotional, you know. Somebody insults you. Your your parents put you down, or your brother, or friends, or you're embarrassed in class, or or on the playground, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and that also leaves an emotional mark. You know, more often than not, it's the parents, and it's and it doesn't make mean the parents are horrible people. You know, we all have our hangups. Even though our parents may have done it to us, we may do it to other, to our children. It's just a normal part of life. It's hard to be perfect. None of us are. You know, I'm sure I've had that impact on my children, and uh, I'm sure they'll have it on theirs. And my, you know, parents had some on me as well. <clears throat> so something happens, and and the thing about emotional trauma is. You remember it, okay? Again, the the key is is a lasting effect. So, I said it could be good. Well, actually, interestingly enough, the purpose of emotional trauma is to protect us. Yes, it's to protect us. For instance, Uh, and, and my big brother told me it actually happened to me. I always use it as an example. And I told him once about it. And he said, yes, when you were a little kid, he's 10 years older than me, you ran out between the cars and almost got hit. When you lived in Brooklyn and you used to go out and play stickball in the streets, as we did back in the 40s and 50s. And uh, I almost got hit by a car. You know, it just stopped two inches in front of me. And some reason I don't remember it exactly. Maybe I blocked it out. Uh, 
But I'm cautious. I become a maybe that's why I was always cautious, you know, going into the street. That could be the reason. So again, so let's let's you know let's pull that let's uh, draw that out a little bit. Uh, I run out between the cars because I'm an emotional guy and I'm all excited. I want to go out and play with my friends, and I almost get hit by a car <clears throat> coming down the street. Scares the hell out of me. And uh, so I'm more cautious. So therefore, the, the the fear of being hit by a car is helping me. You see, it's good because it's gonna it's protecting me. It makes me more cautious. So what happens is, uh, just to explain, and you know, so when I see a cars, you know, parked and I'm going off the sidewalk, um, you know, immediately it triggers this fear, and the fear protects me. My bro- one of my brothers was bitten by a dog when he was a kid, and he was afraid of dogs after that. It was a way of protecting him from getting bitten again. So it is a way of protecting us, all right? But, uh, you know, you could be embarrassed in school. You stand up and you say something. Maybe you shout something out or maybe whatever it is, and then you get embarrassed so you don't do that. So maybe... It- you know, you're more careful when you say something in public. <clears throat> but regardless, let's say it happened in school, and it was okay because, you know, maybe you were more cautious when you spoke up, but it made you afraid of public speaking later on. So the point is, you know, when we're young and vulnerable, we need more things to protect us, obviously. But as we get older, some you know, we we don't need <clears throat> we don't need those many things to protect us, and um, you know, uh, so these things can get in the way. And maybe you want to speak publicly when you're older, but you're afraid or you have a hang up about it. In fact, public speaking is literally the number one fear people have more than dying even. There was an old joke about the guy who was asked to speak at someone's funeral. He said he'd rather be in the casket than stand up there and speak. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> so uh, the analogy here is like uh, it's like training wheels on a bike. When you're starting to ride a bike, often children need the training wheels to help them get started and get comfortable. But once you know you got the hang of it and you want to really get going there riding down the street or in the park or wherever it's safe to ride your bike on a trail, uh, the training wheels are in the way, okay? You want to get rid of them. So they were helpful as a child in a way. Emotional trauma is often helpful when you're a child, but in the way when you're older. So you need to uh, heal it. And, again, you know, there are a number of methods, including my own, that uh, can be used to... uh, get rid of emotional trauma. And it's like that. These methods aren't long involved methods. You don't need to go, you know, for months and months or years and years. No. If somebody knows what they're doing and many, many uh NLP is another technique people use. Um if the uh therapist knows what they're doing, the practitioner knows what they're doing, it should be like that. One session done and uh, you should be fine <clears throat> moving forward. So, 
uh, I talk about the fact that uh, it leaves in a double mark and it determines how we are in life. You know, there's a theory, and I, I, I go along with this, uh, mainly because it's my theory, <laughs> that a lot of emotional trauma that we have is there for a reason. It it, it kind of focuses you in a certain direction. You know, people that grow up in poverty work very hard to make money and be successful. You know, people that feel they don't have enough attention in their life work hard to be famous. And so it spurs people on and, and it creates, you know, it helps create uh, job businesses and jobs and, and technology and so on and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> so it helps, you know, helps the world and helps the individuals. And if you want to really get deep into the philosophical aspect, if we are born metaphysical, if you will, if we come to Earth to uh, learn, if uh, you know, if indeed Earth is the is the Earth school, and we're here to learn uh, to overcome our uh, our hang-ups, and we're here to grow uh, spiritually and emotionally. And they say you pick your parents. Well, you pick your parents. Because not only they may be nurturing, they may be not, but you may pick your parents because they're going to give you something or even give you a hang-up that you might want to overcome to spur you on to deal with certain issues in your life. And I believe that makes a lot of sense. I think everything happens for a purpose, everything. Things are not accidental. And it makes sense, you know. Science makes sense. The world makes sense. It's not, uh, it, it's really, I don't think it's uh, arbitrary at all. So, and it can't hurt to think this way because it keeps you focused. <clears throat> you know, what's going on and why things are happening. So, instead of being angry at, you know, at your parents for making you feel bad about this and that, you know, just accept it that this was part of your plan. You got together with your parents on the other side and said, hey, this is what I want to accomplish. Help me out. And so you won't think badly. Even the person who's the worst pain in your butt, you know, the one you hate and bothers you, you know, is there for a reason to, to spur you on, you know, to, 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 to get your attention about something that needs to be dealt with. Usually the thing we're angry about is usually about something inside of us. And we have to deal with it. So, you know, rather than hating people, accept that they're there for a reason to help you. And uh, I read a book uh, by Joan Buriansky, I believe her name is. She's a famous writer. I'm sorry if I get the name not exactly right. Uh, you know, she she's a speaker and helps people uh, in this area and she wrote at the end of the book she said her, when her mother died her mother was a real pain in the neck for her and she was an adult and a brother and her she and her brother were at the hospital her mother was dying and she must have turned her back for a second and her brother said he, her mother died and he actually saw her spirit leaving and and got this message from the mother that, you know, she was a pain in the neck to help Joan <laughs> learn a lesson. You, you know, people volunteer to do that and look, 
like bad people sometimes because they're helping somebody else. So, you know, be kind. <laughs> be kind if you can. I know it's not easy. Um, so, you know, these factors determine our life. The things, you know, I, I know for one thing, I uh, I felt I didn't have enough friends. You know, I'm, I'm what they call an NT. Someone wanted to look it up. Myers-Briggs, uh, you know, extrovert, introvert, uh, N or T, uh, N, N or S meaning interp- uh, intuitive or sensor, T or F meaning thinker or feeler, and, uh, and the rest. And uh, the NT is a 25%, uh, less than 25% of population. And uh, we're more the uh, people who think a lot, if you will, the uh, theorists, okay, the the uh, people who are the inventors and so on and so forth, like a Stephen Jobs type, and uh, Edison perhaps, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes we rub people the wrong way. We're very much involved with what's going on, often aren't very uh, uh, subtle or good with people, you know, diplomatic, let's say. And we often rub people the wrong way and might not have as many friends as somebody else. I found myself in that situation. Uh, And I wanted to make more friends. So this was at maybe at the age of 19 to 20, I started studying human behavior. And my point was just how to figure out how to get more friends. And it became a lifelong uh, passion of mine. The more I read about human behavior, the more I had a passion about it. And um, I took one psychology course in college. Did okay. But... I've, I've been self-taught. I've read many, many, many psychology books over the years, books about human behavior, had tapes, watched documentaries. I know a lot about psychology, all the different methods, and um, and developed one myself, actually two, one for uh, emotional trauma and one for depression, to heal depression. Uh, so, you know, it helped me a great deal. So maybe that ha- that thing about not having a lot of friends spurred me on and then pushed me in the direction I need to go. So, you know, instead of, there's an old uh, Yiddish uh, saying, an old Jewish saying from uh, from Europe, it says, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. In other words, take the lemon, make lemonade, they say, in sales. Uh, it means instead of complaining about what's wrong, do something about it, you know, and oftentimes when, you know, you have something and you think it's the worst thing in the world and you try to overcome it and you do overcome it, you see you've gone even further than you would have normally had you not had the problem, that trauma or whatever it was that led you to overcome that thing that bothered you and and, and you've actually gone even further and done something really terrific and for yourself and perhaps others as well. So, you know, accept it. Go with it. But also try to work with it. Try to overcome it. You know, call it the squeaky wheel. There's a reason something's bothering you a lot. All right? Uh, If I talk to people about overcoming, you know, uh, learning your lessons and doing the things you need to do in life, 
you know, the, the first question should be, how do I know what that is? And the answer is simple. The thing that you uh, fear the most is the thing you need to overcome the most. All right, Tony Robbins says, Tony Robbins, uh, the inspirational speaker, every, most people know him, Anthony Robbins, the firewalk, and, uh, you know, he did NLP. I did the firewalk myself in Manhattan years ago. Amazing, amazing experience. He says, if you can't, if you cannot, you must. Same thing. There's also a saying, uh, an 18th century philosopher, I can't remember the name, his name right now, and but the saying goes, our fears are like dragons guarding our greatest treasures. Our fears are like dragons guarding our greatest treasures. You know, like the dragon in um, Game of Thrones or or uh, the uh, Hobbit. Okay, yeah, that kind of dragon. Okay, there's a lot of mythology in Western civilization. Uh, slaying the dragon, Saint George slaying the dragon. It, it, it's very symbolic. We need to slay our dragons. I use that symbol uh, on my card for uh, for for depression, for healing depression. The picture of uh, Saint uh, George slaying the dragon. We have to slay our dragons instead of shirking away. When you do, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Because this is why we're here. So we feel very good when we do it. <clears throat> so, so again. Emotional trauma is there to help us, but oftentimes uh, it's not, you know, it's not, it's something that we need to deal with uh, later on in our lives because it may get in the way. So, you know, go to someone. I'll work with you. There's many psychotherapists. Anyone that works with those kinds of uh, quick uh, processes, that heal emotional trauma, and, and take care of it. You'll feel so much better. And learn how to do it yourself. My process is simple, very simple. And uh, you can learn how to do it and do it on your own. A number of my uh, clients use it for themselves very uh, effectively. It's not difficult. You're in control. I don't really do. I don't really do the healing. You do the healing, both in emotional trauma and in depression. I just am your guide. I guide you there. I show you where the switch is, and you have to throw it. I bring you to the door. You have to walk through it, okay? We are just guides for you. You heal yourself, okay? You heal yourself. All healing all healing is self-healing, and that's very true. Healing is self-healing, but you have to want it. You have to have your intention of wanting to be healed. That's the key. If you want to be healed, you will be. Um, okay, we're getting towards the 30-minute mark, which means I'm going to go off the live feed in, in uh, a few minutes. Before we do, I just want to uh, tell you, you're listening to Getting on Top on Blog Talk Radio. We're here once a week, typically Wednesdays, but I'll be moving to Tuesday uh, going forward from uh, 4 to 4.30 p.m. And we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York State, which for you out of town is, is the northern suburbs of New York City, which is my hometown. 
And uh, if someone wants to find out more about me and what I do, you can go to um, <clears throat> depressivesanonymous.org. Depressives Anonymous, just like Alcoholics Anonymous, Depressives Anonymous as in depression, depressivesanonymous.org. And uh, if you want to see my book, Great Dream Freddy, you go to ftfcreations.com. I think I forgot to give that website before. FTF is in Freight Train Freddy Creations.com. You can get the uh, the ebook for two ninety nine for the Kindle or the iPad. The iPad has the uh, the uh, Apple iPad has the the whole song on it. Or you can get the soft cover version of the book as well. So let me just go uh, briefly into uh, how emotional trauma works now. And uh, for those who are on the live feed, you want to hear the rest of the show. You could just hear the archives. You could get off the uh, live feed, go to the archives, fast-forward it to the end, and you can hear the archives. It can go on for another 10, 15 minutes. Anyway, um, in the uh, in the shamanic uh, tradition of the North American Indian, or Native American, if you will, American Indian, however you want to uh, address that, uh, they say that when someone loses their soul, or soul is moved, and you want you have to do soul retrieval. The reason the soul is is separated from the body is that the person had an emotional trauma, a very strong one, of course. Uh, it happened to somebody in my family, in fact, and um, so. The reason that the soul, or part of the soul, if not the whole soul, part of the soul is separated, is to protect us. So what happens, this is the metaphysical aspect of emotional trauma. So what happens is you have an emotional trauma, and a little of your soul energy separates from from the rest of your soul. And the reason for that is you're not overwhelmed by the experience. It's held out there, so to speak. But it it will be triggered whenever you're reminded of that event. Okay? So again, if you get bitten by a dog when you're a kid, when you see a dog that looks like that dog, it will trigger that fear. If you're, if a, you know, a kid, a big redhead or whatever, beat you up and took your lunch money uh, often at school, in the schoolyard, Every time you see a big redhead, you're going to get, you know, frightened or angry or both, or, you know, on and on. So that little soul energy separates from your soul, and and whenever you're, whenever that's triggered, whenever you're reminded of it, it flows back in, and, you're, and you get that emotion. Again, so the reason it's separated is you're not always in that emotion, so you can function. Okay, when the emotional trauma is healed, what happens is that the part of you that's holding that trauma for you lets go of it, and that soul energy comes back, and it it 
reinforces your soul. Okay? You have more soul, <laughs> if you will. But, you know, it's not really funny. I mean, it's, but the bigger the trauma, the more soul energy is removed. This is very important. The bigger the trauma, the more soul energy is removed. That's why a number of people who were in the World Trade Center and uh, uh, people in the armed forces who had PTSD and can't function very well had a very large trauma. A lot of their soul energy is gone. It's very hard for them to function. And um, some people just stop functioning completely. We all know, I'm sure, and I've met a number of people in my life who had a perfectly good career. They could have been a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a teacher, a truck driver, a plumber, whatever they were doing, they were fine. They did their work. They came and went. And all of a sudden, something happened. They had a very powerful emotional trauma, and they stopped functioning. And if they weren't married, you know, they moved in back in with their parents as an adult, and they just, you know, they were physically healthy, but they just, they weren't all there. And I know people like that. I'm sure most people do. They had so much of their soul energy that was that was separated that they couldn't function at all or barely function. They can't function in a normal capacity. All right? And some people, so much so, they're just, you know, almost vegetables. So that's the way it works, and that's how trauma works. <clears throat> and when we get it back, the soul energy is released. You do it. You, that little, I call it the, uh, our traumatic memory keeper was holding that trauma for you. It's a little you or a little me that's holding it, and you actually see it. I would see my seven-year-old, eight-year-old self, you know, holding that trauma or getting, almost getting killed by it. The uh, the car, and I would ask that that little eight year old Paulie to you know thank him for holding the trauma and ask him to release it, and he says yes. Boom! I say released, and it's gone. And Paulie, little Paulie, goes away. The picture goes away, and I feel better. The trauma is gone, and the juice. You still remember it? The juice is gone. Eventually, it, it's not a thing you care about you might forget about it or you might not but there's no uh, electricity no juice in it and you have you reinforce your soul energy as well so that's what it is that's how it works and if someone would like to get in touch with me it's paul at depressivesanonymous.org if you go to the website you can click on it on the uh, Block Talk Radio, either the Emotional Control Method or www.depressivesanonymous.org. It will bring you right to the website. You could also call me at 845-425-6389. I'm on the East Coast in the New York City suburbs. And uh, I'll be happy to talk to you. Free consultation. God bless. Happy uh Thanksgiving coming up, and uh, enjoy the the fall season, people. Bye now, and uh, I'll go out with Freight Train Freddy by Peter Tizone, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye.
He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called freight train Freddy Everybody was his friend And they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect And was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called freight train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy's.